Good day, Weekly Dosers, and welcome in to the Weekly Dose, part of the Low Tree Studios Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason Galbraith. It is Monday, March 9th. Let's start your week. With some random goodness, starting with this, British tabloid Daily Star has a crazy prediction. The super rich will soon be able to live forever thanks to sophisticated scientific breakthroughs breakthroughs effectively bringing about the end of death. Futuristic Dr. Ian Pearson said that the next few decades will see the blurring of lines between humans and machines. He argued that such technology is already here to some degree with retina implants and microchips, but the coming years will see that technology take a massive leap forwards. Dr. Pearson believes that by the 2050s, we will have achieved what he calls electronic immortality. This will enable those with the means to afford it to afford it, the ability to extend their minds into something resembling the cloud, like, you know, the Apple cloud or whatever, 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 whatever device you have. Uh, This would also see humans able to communicate across the world by transmitting our brains to another vessel, such as a cloned human body. Wow. On the other side of the world. How about that? Do you believe that? Not sure I believe it, but it doesn't matter because I'm not super rich, so I'm not even going to be able to partake in this. And by the way, I don't mind just, hey, dying like a normal person, you know? Why fight it? Why continue it? Let's just let the cycle happen. Let's let the cycle happen. You know what I'm saying? Scientists may have figured out why women live longer than men, linking it to having two X chromosomes, which defend against aging. A new report says the extra X provides a sturdy cellular structure that protects against gene mutation and sickness. For the study, scientists at the University of New South Wales gathered data on the sex chromosomes and lifespan of 229 species, including insects, fish, and mammals. They found that animals with two of the same sex chromosomes, such as birds, with two Z chromosomes, live nearly 18% longer. Their research piggybacks on a pre-existing theory known as the unguarded X hypothesis hypothesis, what a great word, Uh, which notes that 1X serves as a buffer against disease. So there you go, ladies, you live longer, be happy about it. Feel good about it that you're going to outlive your guy. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have all that time to yourself. Just, Just all alone, just in your rocking chair, in your old folks home. I'm not saying that all old people live in old folks homes. I'm not saying that. I hope that I don't. But it doesn't matter what I want because I'm I'm not going to live longer than my wife. Although she did pick a younger man, so maybe we'll we'll pass around the same time. Maybe she did it right. Yeah. But then again, maybe she'll want time to herself. I don't know. I don't know what her deepest wants are into the golden years. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure she wants to hang out with me. So that's probably why she picked younger. Or maybe she just liked me. Didn't care what my age was. Let's move on. How about that? A new study out of the Yale University says third-hand smoke, the tobacco contaminants that adhere to walls, bedding, carpet, and other surfaces until a room smells like an ashtray can actually cling to a smoker's body and clothes as well. Those potentially toxic chemicals, including nicotine, can be released into environments where smoking has never occurred, like your movie theater. Even more disturbing, the study found 
those chemical exposure levels could be the equivalent of between 1 and 10 cigarettes by the end of a movie. I remember when, um, well, Mindy used to smoke, but I remember when, when we, she lived with her, a friend and we first started dating and that person smokes a lot, I think still smokes a lot. And so the, it was just in the house, but I got so used to it, I didn't really notice it until we moved in together, Mindy and I, and we moved all of her stuff and her clothes and everything. She had to wash every single piece of clothing because it just smelled like cigarettes. It was crazy. We didn't even really notice it, right? Because we're in it all the time. We just even didn't even pay attention to it. And I think that's what they're talking about with the third hand is smoke. Next thing, the best way to get a woman in the mood is to watch her favorite film with her. A survey claims half of 500 women polled said they feel frisky after cuddling up on the sofa to watch a movie. So I guess that means you gotta let her pick if you want to get to banging. You know what I'm saying? If you want to have some some uh, Netflix and chill time. Gotta let her pick the movie. Uh, next thing here, we're officially in the Lenten season. And for those of you that were sleeping on Sunday school, Lent is the 40 days leading up to Easter. For the season of Lent, people like to give something up to commemorate the 40 days and nights Jesus spent fasting before his ministry began. Common sacrifices include things like social media, junk food, soda, and sometimes even alcohol. Recently, there has been this growing trend to give up everything except beer. It sounds ludicrous and impossible, but a Cincinnati man lost nearly 50 pounds doing it last year. Now, Patrick Berger, owner of a Chicago bar, is doing the 40-day beer challenge, and he's already lost 18 pounds. Berger says, I literally feel like I'm breathing better and just lighter on my feet. I've noticed that I noticed the fat that was pressing up against my rib cage is gone, and I'm sleeping better. It'd be so cool to do this, right? But I can't do this. It's impossible because uh, I don't work in a bar, right? This guy works in a bar, so of course he can have a beer. Well, he's a bar owner, even better. So it doesn't matter, right? Uh, me, I can't drink a beer on lunch or for lunch. Just can't do that. But uh, if, if I could, I would. I'd do this. It'd be fun to try it just to see. Why not? Because beer is very filling, right? So I, I would do this. I don't know how much beer is he drinking, though. That'd be pretty interesting. Uh, amid a wave of coronavirus panic buying, uh, no product has proven to be more prized than good old toilet paper. But why are people choosing to stockpile the basic necessity in Australia, where authorities had stressed that there is no shortage? People have wiped store shelves clean, leading major grocery stores to impose strict limits on the TP sales. Consumer psychology experts say the irrational herd mentality is fueled by social media media and ongoing news coverage. But the run on toilet paper isn't as crazy as it appears. The only reason is, uh, and the reason is dimensional. So, so stay with me here. Uh, consumer psychology experts point out that when 50 packs of toilet paper rolls disappear off shelves, you really notice it because they take up so much room. It's much more noticeable than, say, 50 cans of baked beans or hand sanitizer disappearing. So the idea here in what I'm reading is that maybe it, it's not really being bought that much. It just looks like it is because it takes up so much space on a shelf. It's not being bought up more than anything else like water or you know, baked beans, 
Uh, it just appears that way, right? Because it uh, takes up so much space. But I, I wonder this though, we've, it's, we're talking about it a lot. Why toilet paper? Uh, coronavirus is a respiratory illness. So it doesn't, it shouldn't cause diarrhea and stuff like that. It should cause like, it should be similar to the flu, I'm sure at a, at a higher level, but it doesn't give you the poopies from, from what I understand. I could be completely wrong about that, but maybe you needed to wipe your nose, right? Maybe you needed to wipe your nose, but I don't really get this, right? Because if I ran out of toilet paper, I would just wipe my butt with a, a towel and then just wash the towel. Like, what is the, why are we buying toilet paper? People are strange. Uh, the world's first cloned cat named Copycat, or CC for short, has passed away at the age of 18. Is that a long life for a cat? I don't know how long cats live. Be a long life for a dog, I know that. Anyway, at the age of 18, after veterinarians diagnosed her with kidney failure, CC passed away on March 3rd in College Station, Pennsylvania, the same place where her life began as a result of groundbreaking cloning work. CC was born December 22nd, 2001, and was adopted by Dr. Dwayne Kramer, a senior professor in the Reproduction Sciences Laboratory at Texas A&M College of uh vet med how about that clone uh, you know i th everybody was worried when this cloning thing came out i'm sure they're doing it in other ways right i'm sure they're cloning lots of different things i don't know if you've ever seen the movie called the island with ewan mcgregor i think scarlett johansson's in it as well and they're they're in this weird place where everything has to be perfect and peaceful and come to find out spoiler alert if you haven't seen it just don't listen to me now because I'm going to spoil it. it. They're they're actually people that were were cloned uh, by other people. Maybe let's say rich people, kind of like the thing I was just talking about a little earlier. Uh, maybe rich people that they're they're identical clone, right? And they they use them to harvest their organs. So if they have an organ that fails, they can harvest it and live longer. Um, so when this whole cloning thing comes came out. Uh, people were concerned that w we're going to start cloning people, and I'm sure that they are. There's a lot of things I'm sure we don't know about that's going on in science. But pretty amazing, right? This cat cloned lived to the age of 18. Normal cat. Normal cat. You know, and if you get into the whole spirituality thing, like we, if we made this cat... And then how did the, you know, a spirit entered the cat too, right? If you believe in that stuff, right? Some people don't believe in that, but I believe, I believe in that. I believe there's a spirit in every, or a soul in every being. And uh, that is, it's really crazy to me that we're, we're manipulating nature uh, like that. It's really, really interesting, but I guess we are a part of nature. So, and we are creators. All right, next thing here. Young people in the United States are safer than in the 1970s or 1990s, according to a long-term study. Duke University's Child Well-Being Index has been recording the state of childhood in the U.S. since 1975. My birth year, what, what? Children and teenagers are less likely to be victims of violent crime, while risky behaviors like binge drinking and smoking cigarettes are on the decline. But researchers say safer lives could also reflect the fact that children spend much more time indoors. Isn't this true? This could also be linked to another big trend, the rise in childhood obesity, now almost four times more prevalent than in the 1970s. Because kids are playing video games. Researchers say the reduction in physical danger has followed a trend for young people to spend more time at home playing computer games and using laptops or phones. It is totally the case. Just had... 
uh, dinner with a friend, and they have a uh, they have younger children. They're getting older now. His, his son is fifteen, and uh, he used to play baseball and do all that stuff. Doesn't do any of that anymore. Just sits on the phone. Just sits there. You know, uh, it's so different than the way we used to be. Yeah, maybe we were more exposed and at risk of violent crime because we're out and about doing stuff, but. I I just loved my childhood being able to go out, going out and playing, you know, making stuff up to do instead of just sitting around playing video games. Uh, and I still keep that mentality to this day. I'm just not one of those that, that plays video games. You know what I'm saying? We have new information to report. That's right, we do. It's the news. A new driver was reading text messages from friends when he took his eyes off the road, made a wrong turn on a bridge and went into a river. His friends were congratulating him on passing his driver's test uh, when he was driving, right? So they were texting him and saying, congratulations on your driving test. And then boom, he's in the river. Uh, Thankfully, the young man was able to escape his car before it sunk, but he did dislocate his shoulder. Hey, kid. Don't text and drive. Didn't you just graduate from your class? Didn't you just get your license? Didn't you just read that somewhere? Not so long ago. So dangerous, that texting and driving. A man in Finland was ordered to pay $61,000, a $61,000 speeding fine. Holy crap. Finland's speeding fines are linked to income. Ooh, I would, would hate for that to be the case here. Uh, Finland speeding fines are linked to income, meaning high earners get hit with bigger penalties for breaking the law. That is not fair. That is not fair. So when the businessman was caught doing 64 and a 50, authorities turned to his tax return and came up with the $61,000 fine. Must be a very wealthy dude. But that is not fair. That is not a good standard. Why would they do that? Think about that, right? That's not fair. So if you're if you don't make any money, then you you just who cares? No, and that's kind of the way it is here, right? I mean, the ho- homeless people, and I, look, I feel for them. The, many of them have have some mental issues and stuff like that, and they're going through stuff. They're having a rough go of it. I'm not I'm not disputing that, but they they can d- literally do whatever they want. I mean, except you know, buy cars and stuff. I mean. So take that back a little bit, but they, they can, they sleep wherever they want. They don't get fined for any of that stuff. They crap and pee and poop. You know, they just, I already said crap. I can't, you know, I'm being redundant here. Crap and pee and poop. That's crapping twice. They're having more craps than they're having peas. Anyway, they're doing that everywhere. They're not getting fined, but if I jaywalk, I'll get fined, right? It's a strange world we live in, but uh, yeah, that is wild. $61,000. Guy must make a lot of money. Next thing, a French court delivered a six-month suspended sentence to a compulsive postman who stole 13,000 letters and stored them secretly in his attic for more than a decade. He was also fined $4,500. Why are you taking people's letters? Why? What's the, what's the thrill there? Uh, a job hunter in the UK was arrested after using his own police wanted letter at a job interview. Bosses of a security firm had asked the man to produce proof of ID as he was being interviewed for a job. But the only document the man had with his name and address on it was a note from police saying he should hand himself in. He handed it to the interview who called the police after reading it. The man was wanted for assault and for failing to show up at court. 
you know how you do that, right? They want like a third party uh, a verification. They say you got you got a bill with your name on it or your address, your name and address on it, and the, and this guy produces a that. All right, uh, a letter from the police saying, "Turn yourself in." What a smart guy! Smart guy. Uh, a grandfather in Canada says he was outraged after finding out what his eight-year-old grandson had won in a raffle at a youth hockey tournament. Check this out. About $200 worth of marijuana products. Keith Reddle of British Columbia said that his grandson, who plays in a youth hockey league, had enter, ra- entered raffle tickets to win a prize. The, prizes, the prize, prizes are usually geared towards children. Reddle's grandson had put his tickets in a particular bag. His family was later notified that he had won $200 worth of pot. Oh, wow. A picture taken, uh, the children's father showed various cannabis paraphernalia, including edibles, a lighter, and a smoking apparatus. That's great. It's good influence on our kids. Uh, next thing, a woodpecker in Alabama just accomplished something most experts considered impossible. It killed itself while pecking. A sad photo showed the red-bellied woodpecker's bizarre final moments was posted on Facebook by Alabama Wildlife and Freshwater Fisheries Division. The woodpecker was found dead after getting its beak stuck in a pecan. Biologists didn't explain how a pecan was able to wrap, uh, trap and kill a bird with a 17-inch wingspan and a well-known ability to put holes in hardwood trees. Nut experts say the South's wild species pecans have thicker shells and smaller nuts than those grown for commercial use. So there you go, woodpeckers out there. Be careful of those South's wild species of pecans. Because they're a little harder, a little smaller. You can get your beak trapped in it. A Southern California resident decided she's had enough of thieves prowling her neighborhood and took matters into her own hands. Uh, And the help of a water sprinkler, Katie Camarina, says crooks have been stealing tools and other items from area cars. Floodlights weren't scaring them off, so Camarina took a different and more creative approach. She opted to cool off those overnight bandits using a sprinkler. I love this. I saw the video. I saw the video before I actually saw this, this little article I'm reading. She used a motion-activated sprinkler with an impressive amount of pressure. An impressive amount of pressure. The trap proved to be very effective. A would-be thief on a bike quickly ducked, spun the bike around, and pedaled off. I love this. I wish we could do something like this. You know, just have like a, like somewhere strategically and like maybe in your backyard where you know no one should be when you're not home unless it's the pool guy, which we have a pool guy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You can't do it in the front because there's a mailman there. You can't have a ma- in the mail. You know, you'd have to do it during certain hours, hours when you shouldn't have people over kind of thing. But I love this. It was really cool. By now, you may have forgotten about the trend that hit the internet in the summer of 2019. People going into stores, opening tubs of ice cream, licking them, then putting them back on the shelves. I do remember this. It's disgusting. Well, one of them, one of the men who posted one of these videos has been sentenced to 30 days in jail. Thank goodness. Uh, Deadrian Lequin, Deadrian Lequin Anderson from Port Arthur, Texas, also gets two years probation and has to pay a couple of fines. In the video, he opens and licks a Blue Bell ice cream container, so the company had to replace all of the products in the freezer. That's a very expensive thing to do. 
Very, very expensive. Next thing, a, a man in Florida says an intruder came into his house after dark and he fought with him while simultaneously trying to call 911. The man ran toward, the, he ran away and ran toward a neighbor's house. The homeowner says he kind of said to himself, dude, you're going in the wrong house. I know this girl. She's not going to put up with that. The neighbor, girl, Bridget Irwin, says the man got into her house by smashing the back door with an axe. Irwin, who was home with her two children, simply pulled her pistol and shot the intruder. She's a deputy with the Orange County Sheriff's Office. She then handcuffed the intruder and gave him medical attention, saving his life. How about that? Next thing, Victor Odo is unhappy with a car repair shop in Clearwater, Florida. He took his Jeep Liberty in because the check engine light was on and the shop kept it for three weeks. What? Nobody's keeping my car for three weeks. I'd be calling. I'd be driving by there. First mistake, bro. Victor. What? Bro. You should have checked on that after a couple days. Three weeks. Anyway, it was obviously drivable during that time, Odo says, uh, because he received two parking tickets in the mail, as well as two toll road charges and found a pair of lacy thong underwear under the back seat. Oh, the repair shop's owner dismissed the complaint, saying his employees wouldn't joyride in a $250 Jeep. It's more than $250, bro. A brand new Jeep It's probably about, I don't know. 20, 25,000. That was a pretty sarcastic thing to say of that, uh, that owner. Hmm. And the last thing I have in the news, it's been a fun full news, right? Lots of news going on. In order to dodge a drunk driving checkpoint, a man in China ditched his car and ducked into a nearby restaurant to pass himself off as a cook. But police saw the man and followed him into the restaurant where they found him in the kitchen chopping vegetables, chopping broccoli, these are your entertainment headlines. William Shatner and his ex-wife Elizabeth Martin have divvied up their assets. The 88-year-old 88, 88 Star Trek actor filed for divorce from Martin in December after 18 years of marriage. Court records show the exes reached a divorce settlement this week and their takeaways from the belongings they shared are unique. According to reports, Shatner and Martin split up their four horses with the actors scoring Renaissance Man's Medici. Medici, that's a weird name, and Powder River Shirley, while Martin will get bell, Belly Revs, So Photogenic, and Pebbles. <laughs> Can we just call our horses like, you know, Chuckles or Spunky? Chuckles. <laughs> Who calls their horses horse Chuckles? Spunky or Brownie or, you know, I don't know, one of those, but we got to call it Powder River Shirley. Anyway, along with the, his two horses, Shatner was awarded horse breeding equipment and all horse semen. And I'm not talking about Navy. I'm not talking about sailors here. Navy men I'm talking about horse semen, you know. 
uh, what makes babies, what makes baby horses. The former pair also split up their homes. Well, there you go. Amazon is bringing back the classic Canadian sketch comedy series, The Kids in the Hall. This is cool. I love this. I loved that show. The streamer has ordered a new eight-episode season of the series with original cast members Dave Foley, Kevin McDonald, Bruce McCulloch, uh, Mark McKinney and Scott Thompson returning. The cast will bring back some of their classic characters in the new episodes, all, along with some new ones. The series will be uh, the series will be executive produced by Saturday Night Live creator Lauren Michaels. Awesome! That is really cool. I'll be I'll be watching that for sure. And last thing in entertainment news: Ozzy Osbourne is the latest to cancel appearances at the South by Southwest conference and festival following companies like Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Netflix, and Apple due to concerns over the coronavirus. Uh, he was scheduled to attend the Austin Conference, which which runs sorry, which runs March 13th through the 22nd. The 22nd is Mindy's birthday. Happy birthday, Mindy! Not yet though. It's not time. It's not time for you yet. To support the world premiere screening of A&E's forthcoming biography, The Nine Lives of Ozzy Osbourne, a two-hour special set to air this summer. Would you watch that? The Nine Lives of Ozzy Osbourne. I think I would. I think I would, and I'll tell you why I would. Not because I loved his other show. I hated that show, that reality show where they spent time uh, at his house. I forget the name of it. But I want to watch, I, 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 after watching some of those episodes and seeing how he could barely put together a coherent sentence, like you just could not understand what he was saying, I wonder how he's able to create music. You know what I'm saying? And how he's able to go up there and sing and 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 write a good song even if if you consider his songs good you know what i mean you know what i mean it's like I, he seems semi developmentally disabled so it just blows me away so I, I probably would watch it just just for that just to kind of see his life and how his his life went you know what i mean all right this week in history uh, on march 9th uh, that's that's today <laughs> On March 9th, 1959, the first Barbie doll goes on display at the American Toy Fair in New York City. On March 10th in 1959, Tibetans band together in revolt surrounding the Summer Palace of the Dalai Lama in, def in defiance of Chinese occupation forces. On March 11th, 1997, Paul McCartney was knighted by Queen Elizabeth II for his services to music. For your services to music. That's not good, right? <clears throat> That's not the best impression. How would she say that? I, I, I watched the, the Crown, so I should, I should know this, right? I should have her, her, uh, her dialect down, but I don't. Uh, on March 12th in 1933, eight days after his inauguration, President Franklin D. Roosevelt gives his first national radio address or fireside chat broadcast directly from the White House. And to finish out the week... Because we go Monday through Friday. On, on March 13th, 1942, the Quartermaster Corps of the United States Army begins training dogs for the newly established War Dog Program, or Canine Corps. How about that? Those were nice and brief, right? You know what I really wanted to do, and I think I'm still going to do it. I might do a little extra show occasionally where I go into greater detail on some of these This Day in Histories. There's a really awesome site by A&E 
Uh, I think I might have mentioned it before. If I did, I apologize. I'm repeating. Uh, but A&E has a website, This Day in History, and the, some of the reads are really good on there. The, the, some of the backstories on some of this is, is really awesome. So I might actually do that or maybe just on this show, elaborate on that a little bit more and to, and to sort of promote that, that website, This Day in History. It's, it's pretty cool. There is, a, there is a podcast, This Day in History podcast, produced by A&E. Is it A&E? I think it is A&E, uh, the History Channel kind of thing. It's very brief, though, so it doesn't go into a lot of detail. It's kind of about as quick as I just did it right there. You know what I'm saying? Okay, and so last week I mentioned that I was going to do this Dear Diary thing, and uh, I still didn't make time to go find my diary. I do have some diaries from about 10 years ago. I don't call them diaries, though. I call them more like a journal. Uh, which is what I called it back then. But we'll call it Dear Diary because it's fun, right? It's, it's, it's so cute. It's just so cute to say, Dear Diary. But I, I kept journals. Most of the journals that I have, and I've gone through some, I just went through a few, uh, a few pages of them before I started this podcast to see if there's anything really good. What I kind of want is something that's sort of embarrassing, you know, like writing about my first girlfriend or, you know, dumps. I want it way back when I was in high school. Cause I think that's, it'd be fun. First of all, to hear my dumb self talk about things from back then and then to share it. Cause it'd be embarrassing. Um, so some of the stuff just from 10 years ago, it's not that interesting. Most of it's yoga related. Cause I was keeping journals to kind of track my yoga process and some of the stuff that I was doing, but I'll dig a little deeper and try to find something a little juicier, something a little fun, but I'm going to dig through the garage and find something. But I did get a listener, an anonymous listener, uh, uh, wrote something in to me, and I'm going to share it. it. It isn't necessarily a diary entry, but it's a fun story. So this is the kind of thing that you can send me as well. A fun, embarrassing story or just something, something cool. So this is it. I'm going to share this music. It's slightly sad. I apologize for the sadness of this music. But this is what I have until I find something better. Okay, here it comes. It's real jazzy, sort of smooth, right? Dear Diary, Dear Diary, from Anonymous, this funny, embarrassing story happened many years ago, but is still recalled every time my hubby and I visit this particular department store. During a shopping trip, Hubby and I visited a large department store where we were looking at cooking utensils displayed in a long run. Unknown to my hubby, I had moved down the display and another lady had come next to him to look at the display. Oh, hear that music? She's singing. Oh, hang on. Wow, it's beautiful. I don't believe It's great. Sorry to interrupt the story. Unknown to my hubby, I'll repeat that last sentence. Unknown to my hubby, I had moved down the display and another lady had come next to him to look at the display. Thinking it was me, he whispered in her ear, I need a pee. Did you hear that? I whispered, so I'll do it again. I need a pee. Imagine the horror he felt when the lady didn't say anything and just froze. Looking down the display, he spotted me and his mistake came embarrassingly crashing down around him. He apologized, saying he thought she was his wife and rushed to me. He couldn't get out of the store quick enough. Hmm, there must be a moral to this story, but I'm laughing too hard to think of one, says Anonymous. 
Is there a moral to the story? No, there really isn't. Uh, well, yeah, I guess there is. Well, there's a lesson. There's not a moral, but there's a lesson to the story. Uh, check to see whose ear you're whispering, I need a pee in before you say the words, right? But I've been there. Haven't we all been there where you're, you're uh, walking along? and all of a sudden or standing and all of a sudden it, your wife moves along or, or a friend moves along and you start to say something to him you're like oh that's you're not that you're not my wife i've done it we've all done it uh it happens here's another thing and i wonder if you you can relate to this if if this is something that happens to you cuz i can and i do this and 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 so does mindy she does this too if i okay let's say we're in a we're, we go into target and we're gonna we're looking at separate things. So she's she's gonna go look at sheets. By the way, I want to talk about that for a minute too. In a minute, uh, I'll do that. But we're gonna go look at sheets, and I'm going somewhere else, right? Well, then we meet up in the sheet department, and uh, I walk down the aisle. She doesn't make eye contact with me, but already starts talking to me like she can feel that it's me somehow, right? She can feel that it's me, and and I too do the same thing. I can feel when it's her walking up to me, even though she just starts down the aisle. Strange, right? You spend so much time with someone that you can start to feel their essence, their presence. All right, now back to my sheet story. We went to Target on Sunday to buy some sheets. And we had kind of a busy morning. We shop, we went all kinds of different places shopping. And, and me, I have like this, uh, I can turn this music off. It's, we don't need it anymore. Uh, I, I have this sort of, um, what's the word? Quota? Not quota. Time limit when it comes to shopping where I'm done with it. I'm just totally done with it. So we went and we got, I had to get some shoes and then we went to uh, Trader Joe's and then we had, then we got some, some lunch, which was awesome. Then we, then we went to Target, right? And all, the whole thing, the Target, we were just going to get some sheets and it always turns into something else. I knew she was going to take a long time looking at sheets. So I went somewhere else. I went to another part of the store to look at something I was trying to find. Uh, we met up, and, and instead of looking at sheets, she was looking at uh, shower curtains, right? And then you know, she also got some makeup brushes for her face. Uh, we went there to get sheets, okay? These things got added to the list. So now we're looking at sheets. It took us longer to find and pick out a sheet, a set of sheets, than it did for us to shop our whole week's worth of shopping at Trader Joe's. From beginning to end, to go in there, pick everything out, check out, bag our shit, load it into the car. Uh, it took longer to find sheets. And I'm like, Mindy, they're just sheets. Nobody's going to see them, right? Because of the comfort and all that stuff. So when the, bed, when the bed is made, no one sees your sheets. We're the only ones to see the sheets. What does it matter what they look like? Anyway, that's that's for you, Mindy. I, I had that little story. She'll she'll be listening and she'll she'll enjoy that. She'll enjoy this that story. So, all right. Well, thank you, by the way, anonymous, for your little story. I appreciate that, and hopefully, more of you will do the same. And I will also do the same, even if it's not a diary entry. I'll share little stories like like the one I shared about Mindy's sheet uh, uh, experience there. All right, let's move on to this. You know, you know what it is. It's the water cooler question. And it is this from 19, from the 1940s to the mid 1970s. These were banned in many major American cities on the grounds that they were considered a form of illegal gambling. Ooh, 
these things were banned. What are they? Pinball machines. Pinball machines were banned. Do you ever get into those? I never really got into those. I played them a little bit, but they just weren't that fun. I don't know. They're just okay. They were just okay. Did you like them? It's probably it's probably back in the day that was like, ooh, this is the video game, you know, kind of thing. And then when I was getting when I was growing up, there it was kind of going out a little bit. All right, that's uh, that's it. Let's end the podcast and start your day with this deep thought. It is this: you will never influence the world by trying to be just like it. Ah, oh, that's so true, right? You're not going to stand out at all if you look like it. If you're if you're a chameleon and you just try to blend in, uh, try to be a little bit different. Find your unique voice. Find your unique thing that you do. I love that. It's a good deep thought. It's a good way to start the week and also a good way to end this podcast. And that's it for this week's show. You lovely people have an amazing week and take care of your fellow travelers on planet Earth. I'll be back next Monday with more weekly goodness. Cheers. Cheers.